This is JFM Podcast. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is J101.9 FM. The Morning J continues. Welcome to your favorite morning radio current affairs program. Let's talk. Now, uh, let's start this uh, Monday morning by paying tribute and respect uh, to a gentleman of the press on the international scene, the iconic TV and radio broadcaster, Larry King, uh, who interviewed anyone worth interviewing, actually. over He had a career spanning over six decades, and uh, he passed on this weekend at the age of 87. And King had been battling COVID-19 for weeks and had also suffered several health problems in recent years. Yes, the ace broadcaster has passed on and we say rest on gentleman of the press. How did you take that, Rennie? Well, I found the news on social media, Instagram to be precise, and uh, I think we just lost a veteran. But he made his mark, so I think it was a life well spent. It was indeed, and we say rest on. And now let's get into our discuss for today, Monday morning. The 25th of January 2021. So much going on in the southwest of the country. The Ondo ultimatum to headers uh, by Governor of Ondo State. And uh, we're asking is there a misconception to this story? Any gray areas to be clarified? This has caused an outpour of reactions. The story circulating initially was that the Fulani herders were asked to quit Ondo State. Later, clarity came, and it is that the Governor asked or issued quit notice to illegal occupants of its forest. Uh, you've had it. It's been on for some time. And uh, we're asking you this morning, what is your reaction to this story? Another one here we'll be looking at is the arrest of Sunday Adeyemo, alias Sunday Igboho. And uh, so many people have also lent their voice to this. An investigative journalist, Fisayo Shoyombo, said, when a government sleeps while its people are abducted and slaughtered, the emergence of people like Sunday Igboho is inevitable. We'll be looking at all of this and also what Governor Lalong said concerning Nin and uh, the press release and uh, how it will be easier or not for us henceforth. So let's introduce our guest this morning. We have joining us live in the studio. Um, it's uh, uh, Tolu Babaleye is a lawyer and practice. He practices uh, private law. Uh, he'll be joining us via phone call. Good morning to you. Good morning. Welcome. You're welcome. Good morning to Nigeria. Thank you for joining us. We also have Mr. Sokshak Obadiah. Uh, he's a social commentator. He's joining us live in the studio. Okay, and we have Mr. Abdullahi Ardo joining us here as well. And uh, he is the secretary uh, to Magban. Thank you for being with us. Okay, you've had the stories, gentlemen. It's been going on for a while now. What is your reaction to this story uh, from the first time that you heard it? Let's uh, give the phone line here now uh, the floor to uh, Mr. Sunday. Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, Mr. Tolu Babaleye, the lawyer in private practice. Uh, you reside in Abuja as well, but you're currently in Ondo State? Well, I wish to tell Nigerians that my reaction to the story of uh, what uh, the governor of Ondo State said and what uh, Sunday Bo is doing in your state and the 
order from the federal government from the presidency that he should be arrested. My view about that is that there was, I mean, there's a serious uh, misconception about what the governor of Ondo State said. Governor of Ondo State is not saying that full and people should leave Ondo State. What the governor is simply saying is that full and people, the full and men, should leave the forest reserve of the state. Because from security reports and from available evidence, the Fulani henchmen, I mean, um, uh, the Fulani kidnappers who are masquerading and henchmen are living inside the uh, various foreign reserves in Ondo State. And as we speak to you, they still continue their heinous crime, hiding under the cloak of a rearing a house. As of yesterday, some students of Adekun Agash University going to Akure where we live. The video is online. It's everywhere. Where a student was saying was since, I mean, kneeling down thanking God in the middle of the road. Hmm. Saying bullet, bullet, bullet. They were shot eight times. Sophisticated weapons. He didn't know where they got all the weapons from. He was just thanking his God. There was another one. A big, uh, luxurious boss that was also attacked by Fulani men. The video is also online. So when you see all this, no governor, no governor in his right senses will watch his people killed, maimed, kidnapped without any solution. And that is why the, the governor of Ondo State has risen up to the occasion and I can tell you the, the whole of the people of Ondo State are in full support. This is the first time that I will see that the governor will make a statement. Everybody, despite the, I mean, in spite of the uh, difference in political leanings, will support the governor for the boosted. The people of Ondo State are behind their governor 100%. Because we do not see sense in you giving a, a, I mean, a stranger your land to, to, to rear his cattle. And at the end of the day, the senior will not turn against you to kill you, rape your daughter or rape your wife, uh, kidnap, ask for ransom. And in some instances, they stick, ask for ransom. The ransom is paid and they still kill the victim. Nobody can allow that to happen. And moving forward, by God's grace, the people of those states, kill behind their governor, will not allow that to happen. Thank you so much for uh, that introduction. We also have uh, Mr. Abdullahi Ardo, the Secretary, Mark Ban Plateau States here. Let's hear uh, your take on this from when you heard the news, uh, all the reactions that have come from Ondo State, from the Southwest, from the presidency. What is your take on this as the Secretary uh, of Mark Ban here on the Plateau? Yeah, good morning. Uh, as you have uh, rightly introduced me, Abdullah Ardo is my name, the Secretary Mietiala Plateau State. Uh, I have been in forums like this, and uh, the crisis that have been battling the country, and especially in the north central part of Nigeria, we've been talking, and we thank God today we are having some respite. I don't think any good and any faithful human being will want to 
listening to killings every day. We have come to live and to live with whoever is my neighbor. It's unfortunate the incidents that came up with the quick notice given in Ondo State. The governor gave his own. An individual came out and gave his own. We are all Nigerians. And is that the best way to solve our problems? We've been living peacefully in Ondo State, text for instance. And suddenly, this is what just came up. What were the issues on ground? We that are from the other part of the country, especially here, where you've not been hearing these issues of uh, armed Fulani husband or armed husband, what the story is there. But today, suddenly, you are hearing this thing. I think the Yoruba nation, to me, there's something wrong mm. that is trying to come up in the Yoruba nation. Mm. When the NSAS issue came up, the traditional ruler, the Oba of Lagos, I could recall his palace was vandalized. And I don't think there's any traditional ruler from the other part of the country whatever, that their own tribe will go into the traditional palace to destroy that historical issues within their tribe. Mm. But it happens. What is wrong and what is trying to come up from the southern part? So of have you carried out any investigations? Have you heard anything different from the narrative that is circulating around? What I realize... And what people don't really understand is this. There are the nomadic Fulanis who have been in the Southwest for a very, very long time. At times, if we go for a national meeting with all the Miete Allah from the country, those Fulanis that are coming from the Yoruba-speaking nation, they speak Yoruba. Mm. We don't speak Yoruba as somebody, but I speak the natives in the plateau state where mm. I reside. Mm. There are, if you sit down by the roadside from the north here and you want to count the number of trucks loading cattle to the south for a day, you will understand the number of animals that are moving to the south. And Hello? If you, if you understand that situation, the pressure that is coming up from the south and this, most of these animals that are moving to the south, they are for market. How do you differentiate those that are going with those animals that will graze for at least three months to sell off their animals with those nomadic Fulanis that are indigenous to that particular area? How do you differentiate them? And in a situation where an issue will come up and then you just sum the whole Fulani that they are all criminals. Are we, are we talking sense to Nigerians? Well, but, well, I do not think that they were all summed because it was clearly stated that they, there was a meeting before now where the governor had meetings with um, the stakeholders, the Fulani headsmen in 
Ondo State, where they said they identified that there were bad eggs amongst them who were, you know, camouflaging like Fulani headsmen. So it but, wasn't a generalized... But it was a generalized statement because what came up in the major newspapers and the, the print and the electronic, most people have stigmatized the Fulanis with a lot of criminality. But other tribes are not criminals. You don't have criminals in other tribes. But we are all Nigerians. All right, and Mr. Sokshak, you I as a social commentator now, do you see this uh, taking a ethnic coloration? Do you see this, are we moving from what it really is and getting emotional about this matter? Or, you know, is something clouding it? It seems so murky at the moment. <clears throat> I, I think that with time past, you know, um, the inability or the lack of commitment by the security operatives um, or from the federal government have, you know, allowed this matter to fester to the point that, you know, it is seen with an ethnic coloration. Because if criminal elements among um, the uh, nomadic Fulani or the, or the herders, you know, um, regardless of what part of Nigeria we're talking about, are not brought to book, of course, people will tend to think that there's an ethnic coloration to it. And given the fact that uh, the commander-in-chief is uh, a Fulani man, you know, what goes round or, you know, the zeitgeist of the people of Nigeria, you know, is that um, there's a level of tolerance that is given to these people. So, of course, there's an ethnic coloration to it, you know, given the lack of um, um, commitment that is given by the government towards bringing these criminal elements to book. So that's how I see it. Okay, now, th there's also a theory of the traditional mode of uh, cattle herding that has refused to adapt itself to the modern trends, you know, uh, where we've seen people outside the climes of Nigeria also do these things. But here in Nigeria, it has remained the same style year in, year out, even with the with the world moving towards the jet age and all of that. So wh why, why are we still where we are? I think you're in the best position to answer that. Yeah. Uh, is it the, the, the herder who will provide the land for this uh, open or anti-open or whatever, mm. or the part of is it the harder that will provide that? But, but or it, the it, is, it is a business, uh, as it seems. A business as how you are you, you are born into a, a culture, mm. and it, it has been turned to a business. How you see, I'm a full animal. Right. But when you take the cows, you don't give them for free. Yes. You, if you farm your crops, you cultivate that and you, you harvest it. Do you give it But for you free? own the land. You purchase the land for your farming. No, Remember that. No. It's not all land that is cultivated with crops that is owned by the, the farmer. You see, we are all Nigerians. Mm. And it is only dialogue that will bring us to coexist peacefully. The, the norms and values of our cultures, we have thrown them away. And we, are, we have adopted cultures that will not sustain us in this country. Look at, look at the coronavirus issue. America is one of the, the, the most developed in the world. Mm -hmm. But the coronavirus, the morbidity, the mortality rate is more in America. And that's where our elites move to when they are, they are sick. You don't provide anything to the, to the farmer. If you look at agriculture, 90% of what government gives goes to the crop. How much goes to the person that is rearing the cattle? Does it mean that what he is doing 
is not contributing to the GDP of this country. So are you saying... Well, a lot of people, sorry to cut you short, have argued that, I mean, you don't pay taxes, you don't, uh, you, you use the lands for free. So, I mean, no. how are you really contributing to the economic yes. development of the country? Oh, who, who said you don't pay taxes? If you are paying Jangali Den for the animal, today you are paying the, 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 the human taxes. Mm. There's no single full animal that doesn't pay a tax. Mm. Because I live in a community where we have the district head and the district head during tax collection, the Ardo will submit the names of his own subjects and he has to pay. Individual pays that tax. If that is the tax that Nigerians are paying, the full animal pays. You cannot, you cannot say that the full animal doesn't pay that tax. But the Jangali issue, when Jangali was paid, vaccination every year was carried to support the livestock industry. Is it done? Hmm. We have the politicians. During politicking, they will come around with stories. Hmm. At the end of it, there's no single full animal that will benefit from that. But the issue is this. We are all Nigerians. We want to live together. Let me tell you, when I was doing my master's degree, I had to know the bishop who is now in Abuja, Bishop Kaigama. I told him, because there's this draft center, Dialogue Reconciliation and Peace Center. I work with them. I'm doing my master's and I'm starting my project. He, he sent me 200,000. He's a Christian, I'm a Muslim. Does that stop him from helping me because no, of the difference. No, but this is not what we're talking about. No, I understand. I'm just, ethnic, uh, I'm just citing an example to you mm. and that we need to come together, dialogue and understand ourselves very well. Okay, let's take to the southwest. Sorry. Mm. The Amotikum has been created. Now, if the interland, the forest has a problem, take the Amotikum to the forest land, establish a camp where you think the pastoralists are living. You, you, you can do your surveillance and you'll be able to identify whether these Fulanis are criminals or not. All right, Barista Tolu, are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay, what do you say to his suggestions? Okay, but, but I didn't hear him very well because I, I was cut off mm. for some time, but I heard him when he said that, uh, that uh, something is uh, happening in Yoruba land. We are the that the Amotekun uh, should go to the forest and set up camp for surveillances. Yes, okay. Uh, well, I it's a very good suggestion, but this, but do not do not uh, forget to know that the federal government presidency was not in support of the establishment of Amotekun, hmm. and the kind of weapon that uh, from evidence available that the Fulani uh, men and the Kidnappers are going about which. In fact, it is only Nigeria Army that can match them. Okay, so this is an amateur conduct. It's just a conglomeration of on path. You see, they gone. The federal government said they should not carry up. So now, how do you expect a Motekun without an arm to go to a camp inside the bush and establish a camp? And you think that. Uh, the full and the kidnappers will not uh, overrun Amateko. Barista uh, so, Tolu, another thing we would like to get from you is um, what has been going on on ground before the governor uh, placed this order? What was the security situation like? Yeah, 
Thank you. Give us a picture, please. The security situation in Mirondo State has been very good, except for the uh, kidnapping that has just been introduced. How recent? Where, like, for example, we used to hear the story that there is Boko Haram about four or five years ago. That there is Boko Haram in the north. There is uh, this. There is a. Uh, but from 2019 to this present moment, it's as if they have shifted the headquarters of kidnapping to all those states. Hmm. So many prominent sons and daughters of the state have been killed. Full of people who rear their animal, they will go to the farms of people who are trying to assist this country. They will, the full of people will, will use their, I mean, the, the crops of the farmers to feed the animal with reckless abandon. If you say anything, the man will bring out his dagger. The full of people that we used to know in those days that are living in my compound, in my father's compound, only goes about to speak. But the full army of today is going about with an AK-47, AK-49, grenade, and all sorts of lethal weapons. Weapons of mass destruction. Where do they get those weapons from? Now, before the government took that decision, let me just give you a very short chronicle about the activities of kidnappers in other states. We are all living witnesses. When the daughter of uh, the leader of Afghanistan, Pashanati, Mrs. Wong, Mrs. Olakuri was killed along the uh, road. When he was killed, we, people said that, yes, yeah, people saw them said they looked like Fulani. Manban, everybody from Southwest, prominent leader, leaders came out to say that uh, they were, it is not the Fulani. I could remember when Bola uh, Tinubu uh, 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 said, Where are the cows? He rose in defense of the Fulani. But Lo and behold, when the police did their job and arrested those people, who were they? They are full of names. Mm -hmm. We are all in Nigeria. When she police lie, we will come out and shout that full of people are destroying his farm. At the Luabo, very close to Akure there. It is not in one or two instances. So were any arrests they came ever and made? The house. Were any arrests ever made? That is, I'm coming to that. Mm. When he cried and shouted, at the end of the day, he was people kidnapped, and after Lamson was paid, he was released. But later, those Fulani guys, looking haggard, small, small boys, of uh, an average of 17 to 23, were arrested. They were Fulani people. Though uh, they were shocked to court because of the sensation attached to the case. And now I think they were sentenced to various degree of uh, imprisonment. A recent order, I mean, a first class order in November was killed along before Bini Road when he was go he went for security meeting at Akure and he left Akure was going to his domain. As before, he was accosted and killed. Who were they? Who were they? The full amazement. Thank you so much. The for wife that. of chief of staff of Hondo State Governor. Thank you, thank you very much, Barista. Please let me go on. The whole day. Please, we know please, you can please, go on me. without stopping, please. Now let's allow uh, the, the the secretary Miete Allah here to give us a response. What have you done? Many times uh, the Fulanis have been fingered. Many people would say, "Oh, it is the Fulanis." What have you done to fish out this criminal element? It has been agreed that in every society, in every religion, in every 
every uh, ethnicity there are bad eggs what have you done in your own place in your organization to fish out these bad eggs thank you so much and uh, it's very unfortunate uh, what i know and what we are doing in every state of this country from the state level you have the Miete Allah executive from the local government you have at the district level you have we have accepted that each community where Fulanis reside when there's any problem the traditional ruler in that community should be known and any problem let it be solved with the traditional ruler because when you identify the people you are living with if there's any problem you see we had time where a lot of people were arrested in mangu i'll give you an example in mangu mm. do you know that they were wearing the flani attires but it came out they were not flannies the, the flani sold their own dresses you go to the market and buy this thing recently there is a kidnapping that took place in, in one of the chiefdoms in Mangu. The police reported, I had, because four were killed, four escaped. Four came from Bauti, two from, uh, two from Bokos, one from Barik in Ladi, and one from the community in Chanso. It happens, it's not up to two weeks. You can investigate it. The, the attachment, the stigmatizing of crime, criminality to only Fulani will no, not solve the problem. But, 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 but truly, walking around with AK 47s, we've seen videos, we've seen pictures. Uh, yes, you, you, you have seen AK 47 on a Fulani. It's yeah, not from Nigeria. It's not from Nigeria. So you're you saying that see, all the Fulani. I'm not saying Nigeria, all, all the Fulani in Nigeria. Most of the ones that are registered with your organization do not carry any guns. I have never seen a true Nigerian Fulani man with AK-44. Well, then how, are we, how can we better, how can we be able to better fish out this criminal element? You are the only yes, person who can help yes. us because to the average Nigerian, they all look the same. Yes, we yes, do not know the yes, difference. Yes. You know when, when Shei, the governor of Oyo Ondo, brought that pronouncement what they were saying that most of the the, the, the people that were, were called the hatsmen are not from nigeria so if they are not from nigeria mm. is it the fulani in nigeria that will stop them entering nigeria no well even if you can't stop them from entering let's say our borders are porous yeah. uh, you can at least help us fish identify them out to identify them. which ones are yours any any fulani man yours. from Niger, any Fulani man from Chad, any Fulani man from the neighboring Nigeria, the, the, the mode of dressing will tell you that he is not a Fulani man from the So are you Nigerian. saying our security agencies are not doing their job properly? That is, that is it. Because that's why we are, we are having all this problem. Okay, look at what happened. When the, the, the seven days ultimatum was given, mm. what did the government security did to avert the killing and the burning that came up? What did they do? We always believe in something to happen. Then we now look up, look out for the solution. All right. Um, let's talk about. Uh, uh, um, let's get to you now, Sokshak. Let's talk about the ethnic coloration that this has taken. How does it happen that every time a problem like this comes up, we tend to give it ethnic coloration? We don't look at it for what it is. <clears throat> I mean, from the prevalence of um, an activity, you would know. You know who does it. You know, for example. Um, I know Fulani people to be herdsmen and go around with their cattle. 
So, <laughs> I mean, that's a business that is almost exclusively, you know, the job of Fulanese, you know. So while you're talking about ethnic coloration to an issue such as this, of course, I think it's almost always, you know, going to happen that people would suspect or see the Fulanese as carrying out such things. Because the truth is that the phenotype of the typical Fulanese there for all to see. You know, um, they have their looks, mm -hmm. they have their clothing, mm -hmm. they have, you their know... Their language. Yes, their language and all that. And because they, they pervade every sphere of Nigerian culture as regards, you know, geography, where they live, you know, they, they are everywhere. We know them, we understand their language. You understand? So co coming to the issue of um, Fulanese coming from Niger, you know, and then the Fulanese in Nigeria not knowing exactly what to do with such cases, I, I don't think that really follows for me. I believe that um, if I'm a Nigerian residing in the U.S. and I meet with other Nigerians, so I see other Nigerians speaking their languages, it's very easy for me to identify such people mm. as mine. Mm. So if a Fulani who lives in Ondo State, you know, happens to encounter another Fulani who comes from Niger and is causing trouble, I think for the purpose of saving my own name, you know, or preserving, you know, the way other people see Fulanese as peace-loving people, I should report such criminal elements. Mm. So the onus is on the Fulanese who are in such locations or localities to report and say that, look, there are criminal elements who are coming into this place, and we are not like them. And so they should be reported and to the authorities. And we have reported to the authorities, yes. and maybe the authorities have not taken it up. Let's yes. open the phone lines now. We want to hear from you this morning. 0909884848. You have been hearing uh, the voices of uh, Dr. Of, uh, Barista Tolu Babaleye. He's a journalist in pri He's a barrister, I beg your pardon, in private, private practice. Yeah, exactly. And we also have uh, Abdullahi Ardo. He's the secretary, Mieti Allah. And we also have Mr. Sokshak here. He's a social commentator. Let's talk this morning. 090-988-48848. Hello and good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Zoe Machunga and Rainy. Good morning. I'm, I'm calling from Terminus. Go ahead. Well, I want to ask your guest, your guest, the Fulani guest, there a question. Do you want right to ask a secretary? You want to ask Mr. Ardo, Mr. Abdullah Ardo? I want to ask him a question. Is it, does it make sense for the 21st, in this 21st century for cows to be roaming the streets of this country? Does it make sense? Because I don't get to understand. Some of them, they're educated. If they go and check the map, different map of the world, they'll go and see that in some of those countries, their cows do not, their cows do not roam around. So why must you roam, why must you allow your cow to roam on the land, farmland of another person? Some of them, they are even richer than some of us who are business guys. A cow is cost 150,000 naira. Multiply that by 150,000. That will give you about 22 million 500 naira. What stops them from not removing money from that place to go and buy land and say, this is our land. Ranch it. Go to where they say animal feed and buy animal feed. Just like the way somebody that is railing dog and chicken go to buy animal feed. Why can't they do that? Why do they want colony? You want people to come and submit their land? The little lands they don't, they don't have? You go into people's community, you tell them that you have been here for since how many years. So because you have been here for since how many years, then you have a right to graze on their cross, destroy their cropland. And your guests have said that some of these guys are from Niger. From, even the president has even told us that there are Muhammad the Gaddafi fighters involved in all these things. But I want to ask them a question. Why is it that they are not man enough to tell the government, 
This is the person. This is the person. That person is the person. These are the people that have been bringing problems from us, and I want you to pick this one and arrest them. Also, what happened in Kankara? Where the government has to negotiate in the middle way because they know these people. They know them. In this same country, they say if somebody is committing crime, go and point those people, fish them out. Then why will government go now go and say, okay, please help us and go and negotiate so that this voice will be released? They know these people. For God's sake, let them address this issue. It's even damaging the image of the good Fulanis if they don't know. Thank you very much. We appreciate your input this morning. 090-988-48848. And uh, before another call comes through, I don't know if we shall allow you, uh, Mr. Abdullahi Ardo, to respond to that. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate his question. And uh, all we are looking at, we want to look for how peaceful coexistence can come up. Uh, I could remember during the Jonathan administration, uh, a budget of $100 billion was budgeted for grazing reserves. Nothing was done. The present government, they've come up with the issue of ranching. And up till today, nothing has come up. There are states where the Fulanis man the land. I can give an example like Adama. Adama State, no matter what, there's, there's a portion you say that it's owned by the Fulanis. Why can't from the federal government, the state, the local government, do something so that others can practice? I could recall, I have, I, I have stayed in, in Taraba. Gembu local government, Sardona's uh, local government. You don't move with your animals to any, at any other place. You have a paddock. All animals within that area, you own a paddock. That is the, that's the constitution of Taraba. That's how they, 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 they govern that state in terms of the cattle, in, especially Sardona local government. I've stayed there, I grew up there. You don't move from one Land to have, the other. We have heard the governor of Benway State, Samo or Tom, uh, put in his grazing uh, laws, and we have also heard the Mieti Allah also say that is not what they want, and they kicked against. No, that. it's not Mieti Allah. You see, but Mieti Allah, we have diff- different Mieti Allah. It's Mieti Allah Kauta that okay. responded to Benway State Governor, mm-hmm. but Mieti Allah cattle breeders didn't d- d- respond to that mm-hmm. because you see, anything you are going to do. Things that will bring peaceful coexistence. So That's are you the only saying thing. that you agree with ranching? Uh, we are, we agree with ranching. If, if, if government can provide ranching. that, why should I move with my animals to another land? Hmm. Especially in Plato State here. You, you look at Plato State, for instance. There's no, there's no local government in Plato State that I don't know. And you hardly find somebody from a different local government which is cattle in another local government. Because most of the land, most of the communities, they are preoccupied. Like my colleagues have said. All right, let's take another phone call. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Go right ahead, please. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Chichan You're welcome, Sadiq. Yes, uh, actually, I want to comment on guests that have spoken well. But let's look at this issue of uh, headaches and farmers' crashes at the initial period, especially the on the felony, but when we check the things that is happening, there is a fear of injustice that is happening because not checking at on those now. Let's check at the northern side. You will see a process whereby a felony man will come to a farmer, and the farmer will now be feared because the felony man will have a weapon that is going to terrorize uh, the farmer. And after all, the government now what is the role the government is playing? That's what we are going to do. If the government are not punishing everybody that has his own crime, it's not. Oh dear. 
you so much for that. I think we got his point. Barista Toluba Balea, are you still with us? Yes. Thank you very much. You've heard the comments of uh, most of, uh, you've heard the responses from uh, our callers. What is your take? Well, I, I listened to the comment of the first person. He spoke very well. And even the man that was uh, trying to make comments now started very well. From the comment, it is obvious that the uh, the full problem is just you know the all the states of the federation is across the country. The question we must ask ourselves is: if you ask ourselves, why must we go along this line? In the first place, how many cows do we? I mean, how many cows do we have in Nigeria compared to a, a country like uh, Poland, like Denmark, like Argentina? We are the number of cactus, number of cows are more than the, the number of a uh, human population there. But you don't hear all these problems. The problem we have with, with uh, our Fulani brothers, especially the ones that are that are violent among them, is that they do not feel that their cow business as a private business. Because I had a, 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 a I mean secretary of a management practice now saying that uh, Talaba cows don't go out. Uh, this doesn't go because they provide ranching. My brother, if you are doing your business, why do you expect government to provide ranching for you? Can, and the poultry farmers, how many poultry has government provided for them? People who are, who are rearing uh, pigs, people who are rearing pigs, how many, how many uh, piglets has government provided for them? If you want to do your business, go and invest in your business. Go and invest. Somebody just gave, I mean, a, 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 an estimate of uh, about 50 cows now, about 2.7 million. Why can't you sell maybe about five of the cows? You see to buy a land and establish your your What do you have to say to that, Mr. Abdullah? Because it is a private see, business. See, it's not uh, a government business. You see, this, this, this issue of uh, cattle rearing is a private or this, I will, for me, for now, I will not accept that. Because, and let him not quote me wrong, mm. I said in Taraba, if you go to Gembu, mm -hmm. that is Sarudana local government, that is where ranching is practiced. I didn't say the whole Taraba. Mm. Then, in, 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 in the issue of... a private business, the don't, issue of... Of, of ranch of herding being a private business yeah that I, is that, there is a lot of uh, nigerians wealthy nigerians that that have the cutting why can't they do the, the zero grazing if if you you would take statistic the true nomadic fulani man who has the nomadic culture and the nigerians that bought the animals and gave to fulanis to rear for them if you take the statistic you'll be able to know who are those that are benefiting you see, we have grazing reserves. Was I the one that created the grazing reserves? You cannot come up in a day and just say that right, you just have to buy the land or that this. There. That's not how to solve a, solu a let's, problem. Let's leave that there. Now, um, uh, these activities of herders, uh, uh, Barrister Tolu, will it be limited to uh, state governors? That is, we know that the citizens have already surrendered their liberties and all. So does the presidency have a say? And what 
angle uh, is the is the presidency coming from now when you look at uh, you know when we say that what does constitution say now concerning freedom of movement uh, because I mean if the governor had asked the Fulani herders to quit on those states uh, just as we saw and heard uh, the calls for Bishop Kuka to quit Sokoto uh, some are saying I mean we have the right to be any in any part of the country so does the governor really have the right to do that and based on what grounds would he have the right to do that Look at the country of Nigeria. Issue of land is on the residual list. That is, I mean, it's on the residual list. That is, both the federal and the state can legislate on it. But when you look at section one of land use, it says land in the territory of a state belongs uh, to the governor who is holding it in trust for the benefit of the people. Mm. The land in Sokoto State belongs to the people, to the government of Sokoto State is holding it in trust. Now, the presidency quickly, quickly, I mean, uh, made a statement that uh, it is wrong, it is non-constitutional. But they said to look at that same constitution where it is provided that security is the responsibility of government. Where the presidency has failed in providing security, there are stories of woes everywhere. Across the country, from Taraba to Maiduguri, up to Lagos, story of woe everywhere. The people of Sanfara cannot sleep with their two eyes closed. Even the Katsina, where the president comes from, the people cannot sleep with their two eyes closed. So um, how do we know that this decision is reasonably justifiable in a de democratic society as we have here? If you look at the constitution, the constitution provides that the, the, the governor of the state is the chief security officer of the state. Where the president has refused to provide security, are you expecting the governor to just look on? See, let me tell you, where the governor looks on in uh, on your state, you see what is uh, emerging there. When the government fails to do their responsibility, individuals will take the law into their hands. They will take their destiny in their hands and provide alternatives. Because we have discovered that in this country, it's as if everybody is on its own. We are, we are OYO on your own in this country. So when the, pres the presidency was that was quoting the constitution, how many constitutions did they the quote when the traditional ruler was killed in those states? Hmm. We didn't see the reaction of the presidency as when the governor said they should leave. And now that the governor said they should leave, look at chain of events happening. I was meant to understand now that there's going to be a, 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 I mean, a meeting between the Allah and the authorities in those states today. And I'm very sure there has been meetings before. Mayati Allah has refused to cooperate with the, with the government of those states. Because Mayati Allah knows the people who are doing this thing. I can cause my heart to say that because if you look at the average kidnapper, the full kidnapper, they look hard at, they look unfair. And yet, they are moving about with AK-47, that is, that is uh, the average cost of AK-47 is about 300,000. Where are they getting the weapon from? When you look at the video, the short video that the student of Adekuna Ajashin posted online yesterday, where he was saying, where are they getting this weapon from? These are not supposed, these are supposed to be Nigerians. The full idea that we used to know, what about we speak? 
This is the this is it is only in this our era. All right, thank you so much for that, Barrister So, Mr. Abdullahi Ardo, now, uh, what is the way forward? Should we be expecting a roundtable, more like a dialogue between perhaps Ondo State Government and uh, the Meiti Allah, cattle rearers, the cattle breeders? You see, that's the only way forward. Dialogue is the only thing. But it's been Today, done even before now, and yeah, uh, we're still is, at this it point. It's done, but I have not heard of it. I'm just hearing it because the uh, the only thing that I heard from Ondo, quick notice. I've never heard of any problem between farmers and herders. The only news this that came to me, that's what I heard. I cannot, I cannot just... Problem. This is a problem that is long time. It, it, it has been in Plateau State where I've been. And all along we've been dialoguing down. And if you look at it, so what is Plateau State, we have understand each other and we are, we are coming to know how we will live together. Yes, what is and the we appreciate that you would prefer to own those states. It's for them, as I said, if it is Mieti Allah Cattle Breeders Association of Nigeria, that is Makban, not Mieti Allah Kautal Hore or other associations. Mm. Yeah, if it are, is dealing with Mieti Allah Cattle Breeders Association, it's between six and half dozen. Don't make a difference between six and half dozen. If you are if if you are make, taking it that way, you are not trying to help this country, my brother. Let's see. We don't if know the, the difference. If you take, so I'm oh, telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, and you are saying no, that is not. All right, let's leave it there, eh? gentlemen. I'm telling you, and let's, you say no. Let's move on now to the arrest of Sunday Adeyemoyelea, Sunday Igboho, and, uh, and uh, some people have said that when a government sleeps while its people are abducted and slaughtered, the emergence of people like Sunday Igboho. Now the, the the crux of the problem here is the governor said one thing. Sunday Igboho also interpreted it the way that he wanted. Or how do you see it, uh, Barrister Tulu? Well, the, the arrest of Sunday Igbo to me will be an illegal arrest. Mm. An illegal arrest, why, you call it? Yes, it's a, it will be an illegal arrest. Okay. Because the Constitution provides that there is equality before the law in this country. The same thing Sunday Igbo did, as we done by one year Lima in Kaduna, what, what happened? Of recent, a Muslim group in Sokoto gave quick notice. So, uh, Reverend Kuka. Mm, Bishop Kuka. What happened? The president, president came up with a with a with a, a write up, a, a, a statement, justifying the quick notice. In abundantly, even those trying to comment, condemn it in, on the surface. But when you look beneath it, Reverend Kuka should, should offer apology and if and continue to live in peace with people of Sokoto that some Nigerians are against him. They were not happy with it. That is presidency. Using gloves. Using gloves. To, 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 uh, to treat a, a, a very, very sad and very volatile situation. When in August, this issue of a Sunday at the known as the Boho, the presidency is now saying that he should be arrested. Hmm. When the presidency itself says to provide security for the people, my brother and my sister, Nigerians, the first, I mean, uh, necessity in life is security. All right, um, Barista, you are secure, now that you the ultimatum has expired, what are we expecting uh, from Ondo State concerning the herders? Well, the, I, I learned that there's going to be a meeting today between the Mietiala the, or is it, uh, what, the, is it Magban or just like <laughs> my my friend there, distinguish it. We don't know about the difference. But all we know is that the Fulani leaders 
we meeting the 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 state government delegation today to fashion out the way out of this issue. The problem we have with them is that full of people resembles one another. And if you bring 10 people for identification parade, somebody who is not a Fulani man will not know the difference. Mm. And these Fulani people, they know themselves. They know those who are the criminals among them. Nobody is saying Fulani people should not live in, a, in those states. For example, the, 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 the chairman of Etiala and the Seriki House Fulani in my community was still with me yesterday. We have been living, he was born and bred here. Where do we send that kind of person to? Mm. But the people who are emigrating now, people who are just joining the full of people now, are the problem. So they should be in a position to solve the problem oh, if so they want much. to live in peace Marissa, with their host. Okay, right, so Mr. Obadiah, now, uh, let's, can we tie this insecurity, the rising in Undo State to the inadequacies of the uh, service chiefs and, you know, the recurrent call for their sack? Absolutely. So what's your Absolutely. take on that? Um, there, there has been a lacuna of um, um, competence on the part of the security. And <laughs> as a civilian, I can tell you, there are so many ways that I can think of, you know, to stem this matter, mm. this issue that has been around for a long time. With surveillance, air surveillance, ground surveillance, radio surveillance, you can check the movements of criminal elements. As a civilian, I know that it is possible. So if the security, the security chiefs, you know, uh, with their servicemen are, you know, sincere and, commit, uh, sorry, and, and committed to, 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 to the issue of security and checking this issue of insecurity in Nigeria, I believe that with, you know, good budgeting and funding, they can be able to do this work. Mm. And the service chiefs cannot work without the approval of the federal government because they are they are appointed by, by by the executive and so if if these people cannot be given the right kind of funding and support you know the issue of insecurity will always come up hmm. that is just an aspect is it, of is it still funding we don't know so what what is your take on this uh, mr ardo abdullahi on the sack of the service chiefs on the fact that they're not performing enough i think uh, part of the problem is uh, lack of information from we the community people mm. because if you don't let them know of what is happening in our community we don't tell them we hide information i don't think with all their intelligence because intelligence gathering in 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 their security apparatus has failed in most of the situations you you just hear of a problem here today you you calculate it you, you want to solve that problem you hear it erupting somewhere and I think their intelligent aspect has a problem. And then truly, the service chiefs have stayed over long. If, if there are other bloods that are, are yearning to, to work effectively, mm. why can't they be changed? But if I'm the chief executive, mm. and I believe that these people, because that's one problem Mr. President has. People are, are, are complaining that if he trusts you, you can bring anything to him. He will not agree. If that is a problem, then that is a problem with uh, Mr. President. But I believe together, if we work from the community together, we blend our own issues together, I think we will be able to stop the, 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 the criminality in our own community. All right. Before Thank moving you so out. much for that. Now, the, uh, my last question to you, Mr. Tulu. And uh, do you think community policing now is the way to go? 
Pardon? Do you think poli community policing is the way to go? Oh, of course, yes. Mm. I agree totally now that there should be community policing. Because the federal police that we have has failed in all ramifications. Now your question to my two other friends mm. is whether service ship. If Nigeria still has been working, service ship has something to do with internal security. It is entirely the function of the police. But the police system has failed. Even when kidnappers are, are, are arrested and, and, and uh, brought to the police, you see special people are complaining that they have been released. All right. Thank you, Barrister. Without, so let's get to our feedback now on social media. On Twitter. Sorry to cut you short. <laughs> on Twitter, Okpara at Okpara Godfrey says, Good morning, presenter and your guests. Uh, please, herding is a business, not cultural practice. We have to restructure the country and it will give sense to who belongs to where and go to check the top 10 countries producing castle. Nigeria is not even among. Um, Adri Slim says the insecurity in this country is bad kidnapping every day and the Fulani leaders need to do the needful. This is business. Stop talking to us uh, that is not business. How much is the cow now? 150,000 naira. So please buy land and do your businesses peacefully and we have a good Fulani. All right, now let's get to Facebook and our Facebook handle here. Uh, the comments are reading and they are pouring in back to back right here. This one says, Victoria Miji says, your guest should please get the issue clear. The governor's order is unambiguous, explicit and equivocal. To leave the forest is clear. Criminal elements are in every tribe in this country and the Fulani tribe is not an exception. Shibueze Moses is saying, if the Fulani herders carrying guns, AK-47, are not Nigerians, then what are they still doing in our forest? Please a reasonable person should not defend injustice. Ayodele is saying, I just wonder, when there is attack on our state, it claims that they are not from Nigeria. Hmm, how can I believe this statement? Andrew Amos says, what's going on in this country is really disheartening. The Oyo state government did not ask Fulani to vacate the entire state, rather the kidnappers who hides in the forest. Also, the same government was mute when Ariwa used gave Igbo's eviction notice in 2017. It means something is fishy. And again, Swagzi Moses is saying, in the history of Nigeria, uh, we can take that. JFM, the best radio station. Thank you so much. Gemo Botsin. Aliyu Aguam is saying, can you expansiate the legal rights of state governors over their state's reserves i need clarification well we need a lawyer for that one and thank you so much this is what we have in the offing for you this monday morning the 25th of january 2021 we hope that you have gotten some clarification some information to make better informed decisions at the end of the day peace and justice is all we want in nigeria thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise with us this morning barista tolu babaleye I feel it's an honor to speak to Nigeria through your media. Thank you. Thank you so and I much. And to other invitations. Indeed, you will have them. And thank you very much, uh, Mr. Abdullahi Ardo, the Secretary, Mayati Allah Plateau State. And thank, thank you. you very much, Social Commentator uh, Sokshak Shikse. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Good morning to you, Joss, and keep listening to your favorite radio station, J101.9. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. Thank you.